Kevin Costner is Ted Bouvier, a former prisoner of war, who is determined to do one last thing in memory of the woman he loved. Life's simple if you follow the rules. Rules. What if I don't like the rules? One guy. One gal. One actor. And one year. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Kevin Costner Project. Good afternoon, Gregory. Good afternoon, Kate. It's been, I think, 15 hours since we recorded the last episode. Yeah, but being stuck at home with Coes, we had some time. With one notable exception, I did get to go to the hospital today. Correct. So Just she, for testing, everybody. It wasn't anything serious. Right. So she could have an official test for her job. Yes. They don't trust the home test, apparently, even though the hospital generally thinks the home test is sufficient. Departments is like, no, not today, you faker. Right. Well, unfortunately, we blew through this day off watching two movies the gunrunner which was filmed in 1983 and has caused us no end of trouble correct it was filmed in 1983 but didn't come out until 89 yeah i think it could have waited another 20 or 30 years frankly or never come out and then we followed that up with our first movie in 1990 Revenge. 1990, I believe, yeah. And uh, I, I'd say we're both giving that a thumbs down as well. Hmm? Well, let's not jump the gun. Who knows? Yeah, okay. So, the last movie of the 80s is The Gunrunner. The first movie of the 90s is Revenge. And that's what we're going to be talking about. So, you just heard the trailer for... The Gunrunner. We're going to start with that. Okay. This was clearly made when Kevin was significantly younger. And I don't honestly know what the heck was going on in this movie. So when I watched the trailer, I was like, wait, that's what this was about? And when I was editing the trailer to fit down into our 30 seconds or less and you heard it, you were like, what? <laughs> So there's an industry term called trailer trash when material that the filmmaker puts into the trailer for a movie doesn't actually make it into the film and I think they loaded this trailer up with trash. Exactly. And possibly if some of that stuff from the trailer actually ended up in the movie, it would have made a tiny bit more sense. Yes. So here's what I got. First of all, I have no I didn't even know what time period this movie was taking place. We eventually figured out it's taking place in the 1920s. Correct. I think it actually said 1926. It takes place in Montreal. As you heard, Kevin has a French last name. Now, he's not French-Canadian. He does speak 2% French, maybe, in this movie. I don't remember catching it, but I believe you. Yeah, like... He says, come on, in French or something like that at one point. Mm, probably learned it just for that movie. 
I had no idea that he was a POW. Well, okay. Let's give the people the basic information first. All right, Greg, give it to the people straight. Tell us about the gun runner. All right. So the gun runner, rated R. As we said, it was uh, 1983. It was filmed, but it didn't come out, actually released until 1989. It's supposed to be a thriller slash drama, and it's supposed to run about an hour and 32 minutes. The IMDb rating, pretty damn low at a 3.9, and the Rotten Tomatoes at a 25. That tracks for me. <laughs> yeah. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah. All right, what was, you said Kevin's role? Uh, no, I did not say oh, Kevin's okay. role. Okay, so Kevin's role is Ted Boben. Which I didn't catch in the movie, so that's interesting. Yeah. Any notable stars in this I don't think so. I didn't really recognize anyone. Maybe in maybe in French Canada these people are somebody, but I don't recognize a single name of any of these people. So mm. I'm gonna guess no. Okay. No notable other cast. Alright, so as we were saying, apparently Kevin is a former prisoner of war. Now given that this took place in the twenties, you might be thinking he was a prisoner of war in World War One. However, it seems he got into some trouble in a dust-up over socialism in China, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And he was um, seeing this lady who was there. I mean, I want to say she was there for, like, missionary purposes or something, but the fact of the matter is that she got shot for attempting to maybe help the socialists or something? I don't know. I mean, literally they glaze that over, but in the trailer you actually see it happen. So I'm not clear on that. That that scene never made the movie, y'all, so don't get excited if you watch the trailer. And his brother, George, has been running around trying to... This is the only way we knew it was the 20s. George is involved in bootlegging and bringing booze over the Order for the pesky Americans who want to get drunk during Prohibition. He gets himself stabbed and dies for it. I mean, I didn't have any real attachment to him, so I didn't mind that that happened. Just like you don't have much attachment to this movie, huh? You could say that. And I did. <laughs> <laughs> then there's this lady, Maud, who has red hair. That circulates between 1920s style and 1980s aerobics instructor style. She may or may not have some sort of influence over the weapons trade. There are some random Chinese people that he may or may not be trying to funnel arms through in their mahjong store. There is an insanely stereotypical Jewish man whose son gets kidnapped for... Reasons that really aren't clear by Maud. I don't know what the hell that was all about. He also has a beef with some senator of some sort. I don't know what that was about. There's some government officials. There's some mafia types. This was a hot mess of a movie. And I'm going to go on the record. First of all, we barely finished this one. Yeah, more than once you said... uh 
Where she just stop. Yeah. But we did pull through only because I think we don't want to say that we didn't watch every possible Kevin Costner movie right. there is. Considering he was basically the lead role in this one. I mean, it's one thing for, like, the big chill where you see his body a little bit, but no, he's not really in it. There was no excuse to not watch this. Right. But the storyline was crap. And if I get to ever have a conversation with Kevin Costner and ask him some questions, one of my main questions is going to be, what the hell is this movie about? Explain it to me like I'm five, because I don't get this at all. Right. There was just way too many moving pieces. And maybe that's the reason it didn't come out until 89, because... I don't know. Somebody explain that. I literally don't want to say anything else about this movie. So, um, did I finish it? Yes, we did finish it, as we just said. Right. Overall, the film was garbage. Yep. Kevin was fine. We're going to consign this movie to the scrap heap of the early 80s, since that's when it was made. Uh, Did I feel some kind of way? Here's how I felt, Greg. Confused, apathetic, bored, and I didn't care. There are people getting killed left and right. I didn't care. How did you feel watching this thing? I have seen so many better movies than this that this truly, truly deserves to be at the bottom. Would I watch it again? No. Hell no. Okay. Hell no, then. Let's say it together on three. One, two, three. Three. Hell Hell no! no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Overall, I'm going to rate this a flat zero. I haven't given any movie a zero. I'm giving it a zero. I thought we only gave zeros to ones we didn't finish. Oh, shit. Okay, 0.5. You got a half point because I forced myself to finish it. You, Gregory, what you rating this thing? That's... 0.5? Yes. Until somebody explains to me that there really was deeper meaning to this, 0.5. Okay, let's play my favorite game. If someone put a gun to your head... And said, you have to watch this or Sizzle Beach. Which one would you watch? Sizzle Beach. Same. And that is saying something because you people heard how angry I was about Sizzle Beach. All right. uh, Let's go ahead and move on to our next film. Kevin Costner is a man who loves his freedom. I'm going on a vacation, man. I'm not going to work for anybody, all right? <laughs> Anthony Quinn is a man who loves his power. She was the last thing in the world he wanted. Do you think my wife is beautiful? What do you want me to say? Of course. Until she became the only thing in the world he wanted. Do you feel the way I feel? I don't know that I have the right to feel anything. Okay, so... Revenge, our first movie of 1990. All right, so Revenge, it is a rated R. It is, as you said, from 1990, thriller-slash-romance, two hours and four minutes. You can sense my thrillingness of this I was going to say, were you thrilled watching it? 
Well, Rotten Tomatoes definitely wasn't. Okay. What did they give it? 30%. IMDb gave it a 6.2, though. What the hell are those guys drinking? And Metacritic gave it 35%. Never heard of that before. But 85% of Google users like this movie. Well, I hate to say 85% of Google users are wrong, but they're wrong. Okay, Kevin's role in this one is of Jay Cochran. He's a retired U.S. Navy pilot. Other notable cast members include Anthony Quinn. He's probably the biggest name in here, yeah. uh, and he's the OG. I I looked him up while we were watching, and he's been, he was acting. Uh, he died 22 years ago now, but... He started acting in 1936. Oh. I mean, that's incredible. What a career. And he died in 2001. That's a 70-year career. That's amazing. Uh, Madeline Stowe plays his wife. She, she, the only thing I know I've seen her in is Last of the Mohicans. She's a big-name actress, but I think she's quite selective about what she does. A young John Leguizamo was in here, and George Clooney's cousin, Miguel Ferrer, was in this movie. He pops up out of nowhere. And it's hard to figure out the connection. It was, like, mentioned, but very briefly. Yeah. As you heard in the trailer, basically, Kevin Costner falls in love with Anthony Quinn's much younger wife, as played by Madeline Stowe. Anthony Quinn plays Tibby, who is some sort of Mexican political bigwig, but like he's not on the up and up. He's like one of these politicians that just kills people that don't support him. If they even look at him the wrong way, I think sometimes. Exactly. And Madeline Stowe married him presumably for the money and the power, but she wants to have kids and he has told her no. It's the one thing he's told her no about. Because he already has kids through other... Twelve of them, no Yes, right, yeah. She is now miserable. Mm -hmm. And Kevin Costner, who has some at some point in the past saved Anthony Quinn's life, shows up after retiring from a Top Gun type of Navy career and catches... Madeline's Eye, she plays Miria, and we're off to the races. Yeah. I can say slightly more about this movie, but basically suffice it to say, I think we wasted four hours of our time. And I'm disappointed to say, Gregory, Mm. we can toss the gunrunner on the scrap heap of the early 80s. Right. I'm willing to give it a pass, even though he was the lead actor. Okay. We cannot do this with revenge. And, therefore, my theory that Kevin Costner has never made a bad movie is now out the window. I'm sorry to hear that. I am devastated. It only took, like, five movies to get to this point. Well... The depths of my despair are boundless. I hope that having these back-to-back movies like this, that maybe, just maybe, we won't run into anymore. You think this is a blip in the radar of an otherwise unblemished career? I think so. I think so. Well, we're going to find out. 
Now, interestingly, Greg, you found out something else about Kevin and Revenge. Correct. He was also apparently producer for the movie, which I didn't. What I'd like to know is, also this year, 1990, the next movie that comes out is Dances with Wolves. How the hell did he have time? This was a pretty epic movie. He was trotting all over Mexico. I mean, I know probably not really, but this took place in a lot of different scenes in Mexico. They were in the beach, they were in the mountains, they were all over the place. Mm -hmm. And then he can turn around and go film Dances with Wolves in South Dakota. He must have been exhausted. Yeah, I mean, being the producer in Revenge and then director and producer with Dances with Wolves. And then he's going to jet off to England to do Robin Hood. What a couple years he's having. His wife must have been going bananas. Did we finish this movie, Greg? Yeah, we did. Did we want to finish this movie? More than the gun runner. We still talked about calling it quits. I know. One time on this one. It was better than the gun runner, as I said. It was better than the gun runner. I will not be giving this one a 0.5. Overall, the film... I have a lot of conflicting feelings about this film. First of all, and in my mind the thing I can't get over, is the fact that Kevin Costner did take his bestie's wife to bed and ruin her for him. And basically, I can see why Anthony Quinn was upset. Yeah, yep, definitely. And one thing that that also shows, and I think that this is... A good thing about Revenge versus the Gunrunner is the plot and the storyline was a lot easier to follow. There were some points in Revenge that still were a little like, huh? But it was a lot smoother and easier to follow than the Gunrunner. Definitely, I agree with that. So basically, Kevin goes down to Mexico at Tibby's request to, like, I thought at first he was going there to work for him, but it seems like he was just going to hang out in Mexico for a while. Right. And not work for anybody. And then, like I said, he falls in love with this woman. This woman falls in love with him. And they make plans for a secret weekend at his cabin. And then it turns out that Anthony Quinn, in the way that all good dictators do, has all the phones in his house bugged and he listens in on phone calls people are making. So he hears his wife making plans with her sister to fake him out and just cover for her. So he busts in on their little romantic getaway. At the cabin. Shoots his dog. I know. Oof. That was... That was very upsetting. Kevin had a beautiful little golden lab. I'm sure it wasn't real, but the first thing they do is shoot Kevin's dog, and I was not here for that. Then they just start beating the shit out of him. And her. They slash her face with a knife. It was brutal. And they burn down the cabin. Dump him in the desert to die and take her to a whorehouse to presumably get hopped up on drugs and become a sex worker right. for the rest of her days. Fortunately for him, some mountain farmer, although they seem to be surrounded by sand. Well, I think that there was a connection there because at some point, he had mentioned that he had had problems with people sort of looting the cabin at some point, but then they didn't, and maybe there was a connection between this guy and and that. But I couldn't understand that part. It was confusing. Yeah, 
good for you, Greg, because I didn't get there with you. Anyway, this uh, random dude rolls up and throws Kevin in the back of his truck. He's probably mostly dead. Right. He's not fully dead. Still breathing. He's mostly dead. He took some good punches to the kidneys. He's about missing an eye. You know, they they really hung a job on him. So this guy takes him back to his abuela, and she kind of fixes him up, as like does... The, like the grandmother or something. Yeah. Like. And he has a, a young daughter who insists on playing the accordion until Kevin right. wakes up. Yeah, I'm not sure what the point of that was. <laughs> How that helped. I don't think that would help me heal from an ass-kicking, frankly. <laughs> But he wakes up and the farmer's like, dude, you can't stay here because I don't need the trouble. Drops him off in town. He meets up with this horse wrangler who is basically is dying. Dying from visiting said whorehouses around or Mexico. Or something, yeah. And um, they go to deliver a horse and the guy they're selling the horse to recognizes Kevin. Which alerts Anthony Quinn to the fact that Kevin did not die. Of his ass kicking. Correct. And then Kevin sets out on taking revenge amongst all of them. And somehow, Miguel Ferrer, who George Clooney is his cousin. I'm sure he hates people saying he's George Clooney's cousin. George (laughs) Clooney is Miguel Ferrer's cousin. And he shows up. I wish he would have said Clooney sent me. Damn it, that would have been amazing. (laughs) But regardless, um, he did not... And he has a bone to pick with Tibby himself. I don't really know other than it seems that his sister was killed by Tibby or Tibby's goons or something. Yeah, that seemed to be all that I I picked up. And then he agrees to find out what they've done with Miria. They report back to Kevin. Meanwhile, he seems to be stumbling randomly upon the guys who kicked his ass and murdering them one by one. And eventually, they come up with a plan to corner Tibby in an open field. Works very well, actually. It's Miguel Ferrer, John Leguizamo, and Kevin Costner. They surround Anthony Quinn. Guns are drawn. And one of his goons. They shoot and kill the goon. Yeah, the goon is a goner. Oh, that's a good... Maybe that should be the title of this episode. The goon is a goner. (laughs) He and Anthony part ways, both presumably still alive. Right. We ne- we don't actually see what happens. What happens there. Other than they both put their guns down. And then Tibby tells him like, "Hey, she's in a convent somewhere." So he runs off to the convent. He arrives just in time. Right. She's on death's door. The priest and the prioress say, "It's not looking good, man." And he's like, "Get out of my way. My woman needs me." And in her hand She's still clutching his dog tag from Vietnam. He is a Vietnam War veteran, which they bring up randomly. That doesn't really make any difference to this story whatsoever. She says she wants to go outside. He takes her out into the sunlight. Carrying her mostly limp. Swathed in a beautiful white gown. In her mostly limp body. And dramatically, right before she takes her last breath, she says she loves him. And then she croaks and drops the dog tag. And he kisses her and cries. Roll credits. The end. Yeah. 
And then Greg and I practiced dying dramatically in our chairs. And actually, I thought it was kind of fun. You you die very well dramatically, mm. I must say. Well, it, it's sort of fitting having the coves. I mean... <laughs> That's true. We are kind of like Victorian-era waifs who are dying of the plague or something. Goodbye, crew. <laughs> ah. Sadly, both of our... Well, I guess it's not sadly. Our lungs are clear for both of us, so... Right, right. <laughs> it's unlikely that the coves is going to get us this time. It's mostly head stuff. And I hope it doesn't try again. I've had enough of this. Yeah, definitely. Anyhow, um, how do you think Kevin did? I think that he did pretty good in the role. I, I'd really like to understand, I guess, as he was the producer in this... What made you do exactly that as producing? And because it felt like, I don't know, maybe maybe you were a newbie at it. So, I oh, and he spoke Spanish in this movie, so we've now heard him speak French, Russian, and Spanish. Oh, there you go, uh, multilingual, indeed, indeed. I mean, to be fair, it had more action in it than No Way Out, in my opinion. It was pretty brutal, this movie. However, and I said to you, I kind of want to keep watching because I'm afraid there's going to be a payout. That, like No Way like Out. Like No Way Out that we're going to miss. Right. And there is there was no payout in either movie. Correct. But, but, but at least with the revenge, there was a sort of a, a steady thing that sort of kept a little bit more interest. Than no way out. Yeah, I guess that's true. He did a fine job. I mean, he's a fine action hero as it is. It's just I don't think we've seen him in a good action movie yet. Correct. I'm hoping that's going to change, but I'm truthfully... Let's just scroll through here. I'm not really seeing any action movies here coming up. So truthfully, I have my doubts. I'm not so sure that's going to be the case. And maybe he realized it wasn't for him after this. It's possible, but I give him credit for branching out and becoming producer in this. And, of course, he must have known something of what he was doing because he then was producer and director of the next movie. That's true. So. And he's going to win an Oscar for doing that. So, right. Did you feel anything watching Revenge? Felt a little angry, I guess, because it just because it seemed pointless on like some of the people that got killed off, and why'd they have to kill the leading lady? I just felt very conflicted because Anthony Quinn wasn't wrong. His reaction was outsized, but right. Kevin did sleep with his wife. Exactly. They both. We're in the wrong. Yeah, I don't know. I guess the way it made me feel, yeah, as I said, was sort of angry and just, it's like, left a bad taste in my mouth. How yeah. about yourself? I think that was it. Just conflicted. I don't think, I guess probably we were supposed to be rooting for Costner's character this whole time, but I really, he was not terribly sympathetic. No. I mean, in the beginning, I guess I kind of liked him. He was this, you know, pilot and a little bit of a hot shot, a little bit Tom Cruise. And 
the relationship that they clearly had, him and Tibby, was a warm one. But then you don't don't steal your best friend's wife. Or even your friend's wife. Maybe they weren't best friends. But but still, especially when your best friend or your friend is a killer. Yeah, he's like a known <laughs> bad guy. Right. Well. Alright, so would you watch this again? No. Definitely not. If for no other reason than I never want to see that dog get shot again. Okay. Uh, Would you watch it again? I have no need to watch that again. I'm sorry, Kevin, but... uh, No, there's there's some movies that I just don't need to watch again. I think the less said about this, the better. So let's wrap it up. What are you going to rate this one? Well, it's better than The Gunrunner, which got... Uh, 0.5 but I think I have to say that I guess I'd give it a 2 I'm kind of torn between a 2 and a 3 my gut is telling me to go with a 3 I don't know why well overall it's in the bottom of the heap for sure it lands on the bad pile and it pisses me off that he did make a bad movie and being the producer, it's it, it, it is him making. It's the even movie. more him making being the movie. movie yeah. You're right. <sighs> well, Kevin, may- I feel betrayed by you. Yeah, I'm. I'm just sort of wondering. Maybe his heart wasn't in that one as much as Dances Wolves because he was doing it the same year. Maybe he put more heart into Dances with Wolves. What else was he filming in '83? Stacy's Nights, Table for Five, Testament. The Big Chill, and The Gun Runner. All five of those were in 1983. That's crazy. Yeah. How the... I mean, I, Stacy's Nights, he was the lead actor. The yeah. other ones, he had small parts, but that's well, wild. Even Testament, he, he had a... He had a good-sized part. good-sized part of that one. Goodness. He was a busy little bee. Well, maybe that would explain why it took until 89 for it to come out i can't complain about his acting in any of this he is a he is a solid actor right so he still hasn't let me down in terms of his acting i agree with that but these two films were not good right his his acting can't overcome the how bad the movies were yeah so overall i'm thinking we don't recommend anyone watch these we watched them for you I mean, if you really want to watch them, and you you can tell us if we're completely wrong, but we're not watching them again. Let's no way. way. What are we watching next, Greg? Well, I did mention it. It's Dances with Wolves. It came out the same year as Revenge. I have not seen this movie. I'm pretty excited because everybody's telling me this is the one. And it's been years since I've seen it myself. I remember I did see it, and I'll probably remember it when I see it, but this movie, like Field of Dreams, is, I think, how Kevin sort of set himself apart a bit. Okay. Well, well, by the time you're listening to this, it'll be the end of December. We want to wish everybody a very happy 2024. Correct. Many thanks to all the men and women who have been entertaining us these last several months in their various film roles. Correct. 
you've made 2023 a little more tolerable and Greg, I'm really excited we did this project together this year. I I'm excited too and for it to continue in the new year. Yep. All right. Well, I think with that we'll sign off. Yep. See y'all in 2024. Yep, see you in 2024. Bye. Bye. The Kevin Costner Project is produced by October 10 Productions. Our theme music is Happy Acoustic Guitar Background Music by Music Unlimited via Pixabay.com. Audio clips included under fair use policies in our best accordance with U.S. copyright law. You can find us online at thekevincostnerproject.com or by searching Facebook, Instagram, Twitter X, or TikTok for The Kevin Costner Project. This podcast is not endorsed by Kevin Costner or his agents yet.